0: feeling sentimental, you're going to want to listen to this episode and how to preserve in the most artful way, some cherished memories. Here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home you'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today I have with me Shanna Novak. Shanna is an established commercial still life photographer based in New York City. She has collaborated with brands such as Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, Rolling Stone, and Time Magazine. As the heirloomist, air quote, Shanna brings a mix of professional polish and heart to her craft, ensuring that every client is treated to an expert level of quality and visual storytelling. In April 2024, the heirloomist will welcome her first book, 100 Treasures and the Stories They Tell, published by Chronicle Books. This is, I think, just so exciting what she offers. I'm such a sentimentalist, so of course for me, I really love it, but you're going to hear about how Shanna captures personal belongings and sentimental things in a way that you can really enjoy instead of keeping them tucked away in a box, a basement, a drawer, and how to really bring them to life and enjoy them as a piece of artwork. So I really love what she's doing. I'm so excited she's got a book coming out in April and pre-sale's already on, so once you listen to this episode, you'll get the details about getting on the presale and getting her book ordered. I know I can't wait to get it and I'm sure you won't be able to wait either once you hear this great conversation. Hi Shayna, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk about your company that I think is so unique, so interesting and also just really valuable to people.
1: Hi Jill, hi everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell the audience just a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I'm a New York City-based photographer. I specialize in still life photography. So that means if it breathes or moves, I don't want to work with it. I I like photographing products and objects, and I've been doing it a long time. So I kind of turned it a personal project using what I knew professionally into a larger larger brand, uh, the Heirloomist. And so currently, I am the Heirloomist. (laughs) I love it. I love the name and everything. Thank you. So with that, let's kind of discuss
0: the concept of your business and the product it it provides and the service it provides, and maybe why you even thought of starting it. Like how it, you know, you mentioned you like still life photography, but then how did it lead to this? Because this is so unique and
1: cool. Yeah, thank you. It uh, It was kind of two things collided. I was honing my skills in the commercial still life industry, so I knew what I was doing. But I needed a way to bring some heart into my work. And so as a, as a way to sort of uh, help my grandmother keep her family stories alive, I started photographing my own family's things. And um, I quickly learned that everyone has things and everyone loves their family stories. And I, I felt like that should be celebrated and it, it caught on really quickly. So The Heirloomist is a really perfect storm of professionalism and creativity. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I was mentioning to you, it really speaks to me because after going through, I lost a parent back in the spring and then helping my mother, the surviving parent, you know, move and you start to go through all these sentimental things. And, you know, some of them can take up a lot of physical space. Some of them, even if they don't take up physical space, you have them like stored away. And so you're not really enjoying them. And And they take up mental space. Yeah and not only that but like it's kind of cool to show them off in your house and like share with your kids and other family members or I have so it triggered me because I have some really interesting things that I need to send to you to do some stuff yeah. like I mentioned and I'll just give the audience an example I have a pot that my grandmother used for the s- Italian sauce every Sunday which yep. was like a ritual in our house yep. and my dad used it for a while and then we also had our own but when I moved out of the house, my parents handed it down to me. And then after my dad passed, I got her spoon that he used every week to make the food. And so the pot, I don't use anymore because it has too much aluminum. It's not safe really to use anymore, but I have it in the basement. I can't let go of it because it was like, it's such a thing for me that every Sunday we had this sauce and whatever. So I was like, I need to send you the pot the spoon and we'll have like a cool pack of spaghetti with like the spaghetti coming out. And like, that's something I can hang in my kitchen and I cook a lot. And for me, I, can, I feel like I can look at that and be like, yeah, that was my grandmother's, yeah. you know. So many stuff. good memories. Yep. Yeah, so that's just one example, but let's discuss, like I mentioned, you call it out of the drawer and onto the wall, out of the basement and onto the wall concept and how it's a great solution to preserving something like I said, that could take up physical or mental space. And also you can't enjoy it. And I also want to stress, it doesn't have to be from somebody who's passed away, right? It could be like a really momentous thing that's something that that's current that's happened in the family. And it's a great way to preserve it for years to come. So I'll let
1: you kind of speak to that, you know, from the closet onto the wall, (laughs) etc. Yeah. And, And quickly, to your point, what you just said, we do try to really focus on the present and things that make you happy and it, we if it's a pet if it's a marathon bib if it's something that belonged to someone who passed away we're going to make something positive out of it and that's the funnest part of my job so and i love yeah i'm such a sentimentalist so i you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love i love the idea of this spoon and this bowl so anyway but i my big thing is it's okay that your heirlooms are packed away. I don't think that anyone should feel bad that they've got you know, grandma's plates up in the attic. It's okay, we all have busy lives and limited space and we can't use every single heirloom. But if there is something that makes you so happy, my job is to give you a way to feel happy about it every day that's when I say, you know, get it out of the box and let's make some art. And then you can put it back in the box. <laughs> there are no rules. It's just, just let's right. just celebrate. So right. Yeah. Well, that's where i are at with that.
0: Maybe depending on what it is, once you've preserved it in your way, maybe it's something that physically you can let go of because now it's preserved in a way that's going to be useful. And in the yeah. other way it might not. And again, it depends very much on the item. So yeah. I'm not suggesting, but it is a possibility.
1: Yeah. It does. but it does depend on the item. But one fun fact is you would never believe we have so many people who will send us something and say, please don't send it back. Could you please dispose of it, donate it, do something they want. They want to let it go. They want to turn it into art. And then we're happy to, to do the deed. (laughs) I think that's great. And and what a cool thing too, from the
0: interior design perspective, I talked to people a lot of time about artwork in their home and they get so stumped by it and I always say like having some personal things are great and yeah. this is so personal yeah and cool and it's like a great conversation piece yeah. and the way you guys will see when you visit her site and everything but the way Shana photographs it is really artful it's really unique it's different than any old photograph I just <laughs> want to state that it really is truly a piece of art and we're gonna get into that a little bit as well. So let's talk about, like we mentioned, some of the things more specifically that people could use this for, because we talk about milestones, you know, kids items, things like that, and how this, what we'll call the past, present, and future can all be
1: celebrated and really made into artwork that could be passed down. Yep. I think my my mantra is let's try to figure out how to live, not in the past but with it in a modern way and your home needs art anyway I, and so we're here to to actually make it mean something and i also i have to just say quickly i adore what you do because moving i've moved from the city to a larger space in a, in a small town or in a suburb and it's it was such a good time of my life and it's so fun and i can remember getting into my new house and looking around and going oh, I have walls, I can hang things, uh, <laughs> I can display things. And it was so exciting to suddenly, you know, i granted, I went back to New York City because of my work. But yeah. to be able to have my things around was really, I think that kind of planted a little seed in me that you really, you should live around things that fill you up and make you feel good. And I always say, you know, yep. make don't buy and I, I'm not a, I'm not against going to the store and buying something lovely for your house. But I'm a huge advocate and bias about having it be meaningful. So (laughs) yeah, no, I think
0: that's great. And yes, I always preach, you know, when you surround yourself with things you love, your home will be beautiful. People get really caught up on, you know, rules and looking like this and looking like that. And that can really lead to something that's very sterile and ununique. So I really tell people to lean into. Mm -hmm. And this is such a good way because it can't get more personal than this. This (laughs) is going to be, typically something so unique. And so what better way than to make it into a piece of artwork for yeah, you? Yeah. And you do all different sizes, right? Like the oh, size yeah. of the photograph, is that determined by the client saying I only have this much
1: space? Or do you have to determine that once you get the piece? It really depends. We really try to approach it client by client, because it really depends on yes, wall space, or where it will hang, or sometimes the subject matter, you know, We do a lot of ticket stubs, for an example, and that's cool. 100 ticket stubs won't be done justice in a tiny picture. So that's when we have to get really big. If there's an object that has a lot of detail or a lot of important wording, um, a handwritten note, those things have to be certain Mm -hmm. sizes in order to really understand and appreciate the the timestamp and and the, the details that make it special need to be a little larger than life that's kind of our thing. So, <laughs> you
0: posted recently this is another good use. I think you you posted recently there was a wedding mm-hmm. and
1: did they take all sort of the souvenirs from their wedding while well, they were dating? Yeah, they were dating. The girl had okay. all of her all of her mementos, letters, ticket stubs from when they were dating. So they- Yeah. (laughs) So sweet. But you could do that
0: like from a wedding because, you know, you can grab like the napkin, the like whatever the party favor, you can grab little things. And that's a nice way to preserve all those things from like a special occasion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where it becomes really fun because different objects grouped together that are of different sizes, different dimensions, shapes, colors, fabrics, you know, finishes, that type of thing. I think that's when the heirloomist is especially fun and effective because it's really hard to put that stuff in a frame and all composed together in a photograph larger than life just gets everything sort of interacting. And it becomes, I think I said this yesterday on Instagram, it just becomes this big love letter to whatever that time of your life was, or whatever the occasion was. It's just a big tribute to that, that fleeting moment. And it sort of holds it with all these different visual <laughs> points of light so this was, what's cool about that too
0: like with ticket stubs and paper mementos is that if you have the photograph of it you don't have to worry about because if some people preserve those in like a shadow box or whatever the paper deteriorates over time and discolors and all that yeah and this
1: really preserves it yeah and so that's another i think huge benefit yeah we get we get a lot of ticket stubs and airline tickets because the ink on that kind of thing it's obviously a lot so much is digital these days but if you still have yeah. something around that's special that has ink on it it's going to start to fade so the aerodynamics yeah. can also be preservation <laughs> so
0: yeah because that might be fun for like a great trip that you took
1: yeah and have
0: the tickets without cause yeah that's actually almost something that you would scrapbook yeah but then you put it into a photograph so that's a, i think another great thing i know you really want to ask a designer questions I know you really would love that professional opinion, what to do. I know nothing goes off in your brain when you think about that, except the words expensive, intimidating, I won't have a choice. I'm here to tell you, none of my services make you feel that way. But my newest service is probably the easiest and most affordable way to quickly get some answers. It is my solutions design micro session. That's right. And we can select a topic of your choosing, whether you're struggling with space planning, palette, cohesiveness, which items to buy, what not to buy for $249. You can book that with me very easily. And we will spend one hour together and I will be your own personal design advisor for that solid hour. So, link is in the show notes or check out my Instagram page or website. I hope to see you there. I touched a little bit on your process, but I would like to really get into letting the audience know like if this is sparking something in them like, oh, I have this, how would they go about, you know, placing an order? What's the process? And then I also yeah. want to talk about the style of your photography like the finished product cuz I don't know if you call it this, but it's it's dimensional.
1: That makes me so happy because that's our biggest thing. Yeah, we want we want to mention that's a, that's the, the when I'm working I, I that's the one thing that I really try to focus on. So thank you for thank you for noticing. I feel sweet. Yeah, I'll just mention quick <laughs> to the
0: audience when you see the picture so like she did one of sneakers, you feel like you want to go grab it off the paper. So I'm just going to yeah, let the audience know, you know, if someone's like, "Okay, I think I want to do this, how does the process work for them?"
1: Yeah, so we try to make it really streamlined and we also try to make it really collaborative. And I try to work with every single client directly. It's really important to me to get to know you and get to know the story and what you expect. So I joke, it's four easy steps. You send me an email. We have a website and you can email through there or through Instagram. We'll provide links. And I help you decide on the size of the print and um, how we want to approach your object or objects. You send everything to our photo studio in New York City. I know that's where everybody gets hung up, but I will tell you that, Tracking numbers and signature requirements. We've never had a problem. We have a twenty four seven mailroom who signs for everything. And you know, it, the idea of mailing is not for everybody, but I will tell you that it completely is part of our business model, and it's not something that we've ever had trouble with. So, after that, after that little caveat, once everything arrives at our photo studio, we wear white gloves. We work our magic with our strobe lights and special cameras, and um, you get an email. In a couple of days with several versions of your picture or on the same day maybe we talk about your picture and then once you see something that you love we start your print we, we start to make your art and we send everything back to you everyone always wants to know do i get my heirloom back absolutely we send your heirloom back <laughs> so unless um, unless you're somebody like you said that says you don't need correct. to right yes yes okay. exactly so so it's okay. uh, basically four steps. You, you send everything to us. We make the magic and you get it back.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And then the way you send it, it's unframed, right? Which I... Yeah,
1: it's Which funny. is good
0: because it's, it's less shipping. And then, it is, yeah. you know, you can go to a local framer or these actually, there are actually some nice online framing companies that I've used that do a very good job.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's some some good online companies out there. However, I 100% advocate for using a local frame shop. I think that those guys are artists in their own right. And they are. a good quality picture frame cannot be sent through the mail. It's yep, one of the reasons, you know, we do it and I stand yeah. by um, the frames that we make. But if you want a truly gorgeous product, go to your local frame shop, have them put the the good glass on it. Have them put a frame mm-hmm. you love on it. Don't pay for someone to ship your your art to you. Um, right, that's my that's my two cents.
0: <laughs> do you recommend using that preservation glass, or yeah. do, is there a specific glass if someone's going to
1: frame that you recommend for your photography? Yeah, that's a really really important question. I'm really glad you brought it up because we always insist just tell the frame shop that you want your acrylic. Or your glass, whatever you pick, just make sure it's UV protected, ultraviolet protected. Okay, that means it's going to protect okay. your print from light and fading over the years. So, yeah, yeah.
0: And the plex is very popular now, just because it's so much lighter. Yes, yes. You don't have to. Do it. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff I've been and and yeah, the local framers are great. Every community has an awesome local yeah, frame shop. They, they also, do. We have a couple right here. Yeah, but it is great to use that. And I do think because the art is so powerful you know, I mean, you could do whatever you want, but you probably need something, a relatively simple frame to begin with anyway, you know, a simple molding. So just, just yeah. sets it off because your work is great. And I think it depends on what, what's being photographed and how busy it yeah. is, but yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And I also think um, there's nothing better than the experience of rolling that beautiful printout at a frame shop and being present to look at what frame, you know, they'll pull some stuff off the walls so that you can actually see what feels yep. right with your picture. And you don't get that, that personalized service from a, from a mail-in no. <laughs> service. So
0: I That's, agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, I heard about your company and then I went and explored more. And I was like, again, cause I'm such a sentimentalist. I'm like, oh my God, like the ideas just flew out of my head about what I could do. But I also think for my clients, for those listening who are, again, stumped about what to put on the wall, I bet everybody has something that is sentimental in some way that they think, wow, how cool would this be as a piece of art and we could talk about it. So I have like so many things. I'm trying to decide where to start, but it'll probably be the sauce again.
1: Well, and it's Um, also the the most the craziest or the most mundane objects are without fail, always, they always tell the most incredible stories. So I always encourage everybody think outside the box, you know, don't think along the lines of the fine China or the candelabras. It's, you know, what started this whole thing with my grandmother told me she had kept the metal plate in her leg that that the surgeons put in her leg when she was run over by a golf cart in Palm Springs while she was golfing. So she pulled it out in a Ziploc bag one day. Here, look at this. And I thought to myself, now that is a story. <laughs> and that she kept it is just such a good example of, you know, our treasures do tell stories. <laughs> so- they really, really do.
0: The next really exciting thing we're going to talk about is that you've got a book. I did. And it's called A Hundred Treasures and the Stories They Tell. Yes. So let's talk about your book. And then after you're done telling about it, we'll let people know. I think it's on pre-order right now, but you'll let people know how to get it and when it's actually going to be available and the pre-order. But I'd love to hear about, I mean, I'm sure after capturing all these things and you've heard the stories. You're probably like, wow. Even even the thing with your grandmother, it's like this little thing. But here's the story, and everybody loves a story. Yeah. So yeah, tell me about the book a bit. Yeah, audience.
1: it was a. I almost turned into an investigative reporter of the universe. It felt like in a way because my publisher, Chronicle Books, said go out and find a hundred new stories. And so for a year, I was chasing down. The most incredible, the most touching, the craziest, oh my gosh, coincidences you would never believe you got to hear this. Um, and it was such an adventure in in connectivity, and we really are you know so different yet so the same. um and it was it was the hardest thing I've ever done, and also the most rewarding. so. I think you guys are going to be <laughs> pretty, it's going to be, it's going to be, I always joke, you're going to need a, a box of tissues and a bottle of champagne because it's going to be all the things.
0: <laughs> so in the book, do you show the object and then you
1: tell the story that was behind the object? Yep. It's uh, it's kind of one part coffee table art book paired with uh, the story behind each each image, so it'll be. I a, love it. Yeah, it's kind of like our Instagram page, like what you would know from our social media content, the stories behind the special objects. So it's just wow. a gift to your coffee table. <laughs> I um, love that. Yeah. I lo- if your publisher
0: ever wants a hundred interior design stories, let me tell you, we got stories. No, but th- this is so cool. So I think right now, because I think I looked,
1: you can click pre-order. When's the book actually coming out? So the book will be on shelves physically. You can go and touch it on April 30th, 2024. Okay. But the good news today that I have for you is that we have all of our links live on our website. Uh, You can buy signed copies from the bookstore in my hometown, Omaha. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Noble, bookshop.org, anywhere you want. Just go to our site and you can get your hands on it. Pre-order is live. And then um, a fun thing that we're doing right now, and this will be fun for your listeners too, is because the book comes out after the holidays, we've had a lot of interest in, you know, oh, I wanted to give the book for Christmas, for Hanukkah. So what we're going to do is if you send us a copy of your receipt and your address, I will send you a signed book plate sticker. Um, made out to the person who's receiving the book as a Christmas gift so everybody oh that's so nice it'll be like the gift that gives twice you know you you get right you get the pre-order notification and then in April you'll get the actual book and then you can personalize it so that'll be fun and then and then local bookstores will have it live on their shelves in April.
0: Correct. So if you want to purchase from the local. And I think you told me you can pre-order from your local bookstore if you want
1: to give your local bookstore the, the business, right? Yes. And of course, just like a frame shop, I completely advocate for supporting your local bookstore. They're national treasures, all every single one of them. So go <laughs> go. They really are. Go and buy them. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I put, any, in my bookstore, state, we'll we still have to. some left. Like yep. we still
0: have some left in my home state and like the you go in and it's just like a precious experience it just yeah. is yeah
1: it's that different snow. than a
0: yeah not to like knock the big chains but like it, there's something different about it and yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i try yeah try to support them too but i love that this is out i think it's so exciting but i can't wait to get my hands on it i'll tell you that <laughs> thank you so i think we've you know gone over a lot about you know, what you do, what it is, and how it can be useful, helpful, and beautiful for people. If there's any other tips or anything you want to say, let us know or let me know. And then I'd love for you to also let listeners know your website, social media, and we put all those links in the show notes. And we'll also link the booksellers so people can pre-order as well.
1: Good. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We try to make our website sort of the community place where you can go and learn anything. So there are fun pages there where you can learn how to pre-order the book, but also uh, link over to our Instagram, which is just us, the heirloomist. Okay. And uh, we've started uh, putting some really special sort of extra content over at Substack, which is a fun new way to sort of write with pictures sort of what we're good at. <laughs> and that can, that can also be linked. It's free. It's free to subscribe. And then, you know, when that's sort of like a, it's sort of like a VIP room. Our Substack page is a VIP room where there's a little bit extra going on over there. So is your website, the Yes. The Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. Based on our conversation, any other like tips for anybody thinking about doing this that you, you gave (laughs) us a lot, but if there's any last sort of parting words you know, with the audience.
1: I would just say, you know, something I've learned from my clients, it's, it's so fun. There are no rules to this, to being sentimental, to what you feel, to what you want to look at in your home. If it means something to you, call me, let's turn it into art. There's no wrong answer.
0: (laughs) Thank you for that. Because that's what I tell people about design too. Yep. And it's It's like, you feel uncomfortable with someone that's told you it's got to be this way. You're uncomfortable. The designer's going to make it look their way. Just call me because I can make it look your way. Yeah. You so go. you and I, I, I have like the it. same philosophy. Yeah. Because it's true, by the way, it's absolutely a thousand percent true. So such a personal yeah. thing.
1: Such a personal thing.
0: Own it. <laughs> own your That's home. Right. Own your man, home. Man, own, your man. own it. <laughs> well, I just love everything about what you do. You. You'll be hearing from me <laughs> soon because I'm. I, I can't wait. I got, Send moon. Of, <laughs> I got all kinds of ideas going. We have yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> I'm adding. So when that sauce was cooking in my home growing up. My dad was always playing Pavarotti. Uh So my dad still had, we had all of his CDs still because those were the days you would, we had a mini stereo system with a CD player. Mm -hmm. So when we were going through some of his things, I took some of the Pavarotti CDs Uh and I'm gonna have you actually throw one of the covers in there too because that was part of the whole Sunday experience was Pavarotti was playing, the sauce was cooking, the spoon, the macaroni. So just if that gives anybody any ideas, you can really kind of play this up and it really speaks that whole thing. All those objects really speak strongly to me. And to have that in my kitchen where I love to cook would be really meaningful. So
1: if that helps anybody spark
0: any ideas of their own, that's one of the first things I'm going to do. And then I got a second one going. (laughs) Okay. a Surprise. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for taking the time to be here. I'm really pleased to share this with the audience. And I think they could really take great advantage of it, and it becomes something beautiful for their interior design, as well yeah. as meaningful.
1: Yes, personalized decor.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is critical. So, yeah.
1: thank you again. Thanks and um, for having me. It was really fun to talk to you.
0: If you like what you're hearing on Welcome Home to the Suburbs, I would be so appreciative if you would support the show. The best way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would be so appreciative, and I hope you will leave us a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to JillCalmanInteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.